Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. My name's Danny Mayer. I played for Preston between 2008 and 2012. I am currently playing for Plymouth Argyle. Well, not at the minute because of everything that's going on, but uh, we're third in the league and hopefully we will be in League One next season, whenever that starts. Thank you very much, and thank you for doing this. It's much appreciated. So, you're are you a Leyland lad? I am, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I presume you're a North End fan growing up. Yeah, still a North End fan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, how how did it come about that you ended up joining North End? Obviously, in the academy, I, I presume it was. Um, I was at where was I training? I was at Leyland Albion at the time. Yeah. So I, I I was playing there, and then I just got a trial when I was eight years old. I mean, I think it was a bit different back then. I don't think it was as hard to get a trial. I think yeah, yeah, everyone got a trial, basically. (laughs) But got signed on when I was eight and just, I just kept going through. Just found it. I thought it was a norm, you know. You see players come and go, but that happens every season. And just ended up from eight years old, staying there until I was 21, 22. Yeah, it's a pretty long time, but I suppose as as a North End fan, that's like that's probably what dreams are made of for a young lad. Yeah, it was. Yeah, um, it was everything that I wanted. It was a great club, um, and you know I'd recommend anyone to go there, especially now. You know the club's back where it should be, and yeah, and it's run the way it should be, which is the main thing. It's 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 a big club. I don't think people give it as much credit because the the size of the clubs in the Championship, but I think it's a massive club and. I don't think they're far off going up again. Yeah, well, fingers crossed. Um, was it true what, what Gary Peters said about the 40 quid a free bottle of milk and a season ticket? See, I've done a podcast before and someone else mentioned it. I have no idea. I was like, my mum says it was, but my mum might just be playing along with it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what you got back then. I just remember getting a season ticket. I was buzzing getting a season ticket. Yeah. yeah. So how was it in the youth then, obviously? You, you, you were there for many years, like you've just said that you've seen probably plenty of players come and go. I, I love my youth team days. It's just a bunch of mates really. So you Yeah. You know, they end up signing you end up knowing the older lads from from fourteen and fifteen, so they're the under sixteen. So you end up knowing them and then you've got all your mates from your youth. And then you're just going you're just going in every day playing football. It's it's unbelievable. And to be fair, the coaches that we had at the time we had Jamie Oyland and Dean Ramsdale and we had Trigger, who's still there now, like they were, they were unbelievable for a couple yeah. of years after that. I mean, we had a, to be fair, we had a really good youth team and a good group of lads coming through. So, yeah, it was a great, great couple of years. There was, there was quite a few that came through, wasn't there, from your lot in the end? Yeah, there was, yeah. Because uh, did, did you and Adam Barton get offered pro contracts at the same time, pretty much? Yeah, so me, yeah, me and Spid signed our deals at, I think we signed it about six months early. And then I think. Dom Collins at the time wasn't far, wasn't far afterwards. Yeah, we had a good, we had a good group of of young lads coming through. It was just um, the first team was a good first team back then. So yeah, it was always going to be tough to to break in. Yeah, because it was under Alan Irvine now, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was a top team. I mean, they were always going for the playoffs. Um, so yeah, I think it was. It was always going to be tough to break <clears> in 16, 17. Yeah. How how was Alan for you as a young lad? Did you did you have much interaction with him or? Yeah, I, to be fair, I used to train with the first team quite a bit. Like um, probably usually for numbers. It was yeah. just um, I think when you're younger, you, you don't take it for granted, but you don't really understand it. He he was an unbelievable coach. Now that I look back on it, it was unbelievable. Yeah. At the time, you think. Does he like me? Doesn't doesn't he like me? And and you, and you question if you're if you're good enough to be in that first team. So yeah. it was tough when you step up, but now that I look back, it was it was unbelievable. I just wish I had more confidence and and 
knew my place at the time. Yeah, a little bit more, sort of back to yourself a little bit more, maybe. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like I know Chris Sedgwick well now. I was with him at Berry. Yeah. So, I mean, I used to be his boot boy. But I couldn't speak to him when I was at Preston. Unbelievable, honestly. I used to clean his boots and he never, like, I couldn't talk to him. He used to just as, a, as in you just couldn't bring yourself to, to yeah, talk to him? I used to support, like he was, was a supporter and a massive supporter. Yeah. I used to just run in, grab his boots, run out, clean them, put them on his head. And we never, we, like, we never spoke just because I was so scared of him. And it wasn't, yeah. until, wasn't until I got to Bury and I was tra- travelling in with him that I was like, oh, this... He's a top guy. I can't believe it took me five years to realise that. Yeah, yeah. I had him on, um, I think he was my second guest on the podcast. Yeah. And he's he's a brilliant bloke. Unbelievable. So funny. He has me in stitches every time. Yeah. Well. So <laughs> it's, it's his accent that got me. Yeah. yeah so broad. Yeah. So what what were the first team like then? Obviously, you're, you're a young lad. You, I, I suppose it's, it's maybe a double-edged sword for you because... You probably want to be a footballer, but at the same time, you support North End and, and you yeah. get the opportunity to be with the first team who I presume you watched every week anyway. Yeah, of course. Yeah. How was that and how were they with you? No, to be fair, the first team were brilliant. They just, just demanded standards. I think it's a lot different now. I think the, I think the first team's a lot easier step up to step up to because they're yeah. more, I won't say lenient, they still want to win, but they're, they're just. They're not on you as much. Like Paul McKenna is absolute idol of mine. Loved watching him. Probably the best player that I've ever got to train with. He was unbelievable. But he just demanded standards. Yeah. So you couldn't have an off day and you couldn't give the ball away or be on you. And when you like say when you're a supporter, even if you're not a supporter and you're 16 and 17 years old, you've come from school and then you've got this four-year-old man just yelling at you. Quite intimidating. Yeah, it is. It's it's hard to take, and, and you, you either crumble or you step up, don't you? Yeah. But like I said, it's a bit different now. Can't talk to kids the way that. You yeah, do. I think I think football's changed a lot in that in that regard, yeah. hasn't it? Yeah, definitely. Uh, some say it's for the better. I I'm not so sure. Yeah, I think a lot of people that I've had on here, when I've spoken to them about it off the podcast, they've been been that way. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's like a level of respect. Yeah. Like I, when I went up there, I I knew that I earned the right to go up there. I, yeah. think, I think kids step up now and think they've made it. So they, they step up and they've, they've not made a game or they've not been on the bench, not done anything. Yeah. And they think they've made it. And then, like I said, even just training with the first team was was like a privilege. Yeah. And you had to be at it every day. So... I think when you look at it now, when you're looking at it back then, I just think the standards were so much higher back then. Yeah. I know, uh, I know when I had John Parkin on, he mentioned about, again, about Paul McKenna when he joined. He, I think he joined officially on the Friday night or the Saturday morning and he got thrown straight into the squad and he said that got out on the pitch with the boys and they did um, like a, a run across the pitch, not the length, but the width of the pitch. It was just like a warm-up. And it, it, I'm sure he said something along the lines of, like, he said, I was absolutely blowing out my arse. And he said, Kenny's going, right, lads, that's a good warm-up. Like, let's let's get cracking and get ready for the game. And Parky's like, you having a laugh? Like, that's a warm-up. And, and I think, again, it's just that, that, that example of Paul McKenna sort of demanding that level of respect, not just from the youth, but obviously from the senior players as well. Yeah, I look, like I said, I loved Kenny. I thought he was, as soon as I realised that he actually liked me as a player, once he stopped, like it took me a while to realise why he was shouting at me. Yeah. But once I did, I absolutely buzzed off him. He was just yeah. unbelievable. He just didn't give the ball away in training. The way he trained was the way he played in matches. He just he was just a winner. Mm. Um, like, so we, I think, so when I come from school, it was the first week or something, or maybe first month. And he'd been, been injured for a while. So they don't just chuck you back into the first team. He was training with the youth team. Yeah. And the way he was in the youth team, so he's a, I don't know at the time, 27-year-old man training with yeah. 17-year-old lads. And the way he was with, with us was the way he was with the first team. 
he'd be on you every day just because he wanted to get better. He wanted he had standards that were set higher than anyone else's, and he wanted you to come up to them. He won't he won't slack, and he was like I said, I love I love kind of yeah. It was I thought he was a big miss once he left. Yeah, yeah, I think he was. I think it's a shame as well that he didn't get the opportunity to go and actually play in the Premier League. Yeah, I think he'd have done, he could have easily played at that level. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. I think he might have been one of them as well, but you know, you see see things written about certain players and the like, well, yeah, he's, he's okay at this level, but he was to go up a level, it'd suit him better. And I think Kenny was maybe one of them that if he'd have yeah. moved I'd, up. I thought he was always one of the best players in the championship for years. Yeah. He was just in, in the engine room, he was unbelievable. It reminds me a bit of Ben Pearson now. Just yeah. You can just see that he's, he's a class above. Like. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, how was, how was alone to Tranmere then? Because you went there, I think, was it Ronnie Moore that was manager? Yeah, so I went, um, to be fair, I was a bit unlucky. I ended up doing my hamstring after three games, but I went as a as a youth team lad. Yeah. So we played we played in a reserve game. I did all right against Tranmere. And they signed me for a month. Um they had a few injuries. But to be fair, I was lucky that I went to a a top team to be fair in in, in that league. They had yeah. they had that Jennings centre mid, Hanty Kay centre mid, they had Ryan Shotton, they had who else did they have? They had Aaron Creswell. I mean, players, yeah, they weren't just struggling in league in, in League One. They were they were going for the playoffs. I think I got injured after a month, and then by the time I come back, the loan window shut, so they couldn't take me back. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I think they only just missed out on the playoffs. Uh, I think they missed out. I think they got beat to Scunthorpe or something on the last game of the season to, to get in the playoffs, uh, and then Ronnie, for some reason they sacked Ronnie Moore. And how how was he? Well, he just. He was always just really encouraging with me. Yeah. I think because he knew I was a young lad, I was only 17 or 18. I don't think he expected much of me, to be honest. I think he yeah. brought me in his back up, ended up playing me, and I, and I did all right for the games that I come in. So he was always really encouraging. He wanted to take me back after my injury, but like I said, the, uh, the window shut. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Did you get an assist on your Tremere debut as well? I did, yeah. I think I crossed it for Baz Savage. Yeah, Wayne, that was it. Wayne Northampton, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I learned very quickly the difference between youth team level and, and first team level. Yeah. I mean, it's not a bad way to sort of start start a spell away on loan. Nah. Getting the manager's good book, so to speak. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was a, it was a good day. So how was it coming back to North End then? Obviously, you <laughs> said you, you got injured. Um, yeah. Was Darren Ferguson in charge at that point, or no? It was still Al Nervine. Still Al Nervine was in charge. I think they wanted me to stay, obviously, for the season. It, it had done me good and, and set me up, but unfortunately, I did my hamstring. But it wasn't like I went back as a first team player. You go back, you're a youth team player still. Yeah. So, it, like I said, the team was that good at the time. It's not like I was I was close to the first team. I think if I think if I stayed for the season. Um, might have worked out better, but you know, yeah. I can't do the right injuries. It's just one of things. So, do you do you remember when Alan got sacked? Or not really. Not not being in the first team. Not really. I think I think what was I was a first year pro, so I was, I was in there. All right, but um, I don't really remember it. I'll be honest with you. It, I just remember it being a shock because <clears throat> what were they tenth or something in the league? Yeah, tenth like, or eleventh, and maybe four four points off the playoffs or something. Look, I, I've got all the respect for Darren Ferguson. He gave me my debut, and yeah, yeah, I'll always thank him for that. But as a sport, it was a, it was a stupid move, and I think I think I don't understand. I don't think anyone any fan understood what went on with that. So how was Fergie then? Obviously, you just said that he, he ended up he gave you a full debut, but just on a day to day basis, how was he to work with? He was good. I think. He just wanted to, I just felt like he wanted to change too much. Yeah. So we did have a good group of young lads, but he tried playing them all at once. And I just think you need that experience. Um, <clears throat> so like we sold Ross Wallace and 
all McKinnon left. You let Sergio, let Sergio go. Yeah. They're, they're two of our better players. I mean, I remember being away at Swansea. Keith Trace is a great player, but he was only maybe 22, 21. Paul Coots, one of the best players I've played with. Again, great player, but only 21. I think I was 19. And Spid was 19. Yeah. And I think that's the season that Swansea went up. And we were playing, that's our midfield away from home, where you look at it. Maybe two years ago, where you've got Paul McKenna, Ross Wallace, and Sedgwick. You know, I just thought quite a bit more experience than that. Yeah, of course. And I just think you need to blood young lads gradually, not all at once. Like that. Yeah, maybe maybe it was just a bit a bit too much chucking them all in. Yeah. How how did you feel in the build up to your debut then? January two thousand and ten. Did you did you get told beforehand or No, I honestly so we was on the bench for a couple of games, so I expected nothing. I just thought I'm quite happy I get to sit here and watch a football game, run after the game, but I'm a Preston sport, I get to watch Preston play from... Yeah, from there's the worse things, isn't there? Oh, buzzing. So I, mean, I just remember warming up and getting a shout. I didn't know it was me, so I just stood there for about a minute, just going, oh yeah, I think he's shouting you. Yeah. I think it was um, Stevie Elliott at the time, I was like, oh, I think he's shouting you. So Stevie went back, it wasn't Stevie, I sent another one back, it wasn't him. <laughs> about a minute to clock on and I just remember running on with a kit that was way too big for me I just looked like a mascot but <laughs> did you not have anything that fit you obviously not because you would have worn it I mean I'm not a big lad now but I was even smaller back then I just don't think they did extra small back then <laughs> fair enough um, yeah I mean it was it was a game against Bristol City we ended up I think we lost 3-2 or 4-2 yeah but I I would imagine that at that point, come the end of the game, you were just buzzing the fact that you got to make your yeah. debut for. It does say it sounds bad, you know. You always want to win, even more on your debut. But I was just buzzing that I got on the pitch, yeah. <laughs> clapping the fans like we won five nil. Like, I was just buzzing. Uh, yeah, just texting all my mates on the way home. It was, it was unbelievable. Yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. I know um, I had Will Hayhurst on recently. But he said the same thing, like he said he used to go on with his nan when he was younger. Big North End fan and then just like the fact that he made his debut, just couldn't believe it. Yeah. Can't remember what the result was on on the game that he made his debut, but I think yeah, same same sort of thing, you know, if you're a fan of the team and you, you get to make your debut and play for that team. Yeah. You're not really bothered, are you? No. It sounds it's probably the one time as a fan that you wouldn't actually be bothered about losing a game. No. Yeah. You're probably not going to come on if, you, if you're 2-0 up or 1-0 up. Yeah. So you're kind of buzzing that they're 2-0 down just in case you get the shout. <laughs> um, so, obviously, Darren ended up leaving. Um, and Phil Phil Brown came in before the end of the season. And I think it was 12 or 13 games of our win. Mm. How, how was that period? It was just... It was, it was a tough period. Like I said, it was a tough season. Um I'm trying to just remember back at it. I just remember it being a young squad, like I said. Yeah. So it was always going to be tough for anyone to come in and change it. Um, I think he tried bringing in a bit more experience. I think he brought in Ashby. Yeah. I think he just tried bringing in a bit more experience, but it was always going to be, you're always fighting a losing battle. You know, yeah. we were struggling at the time. It was tough to see the club go down, but, you know, you're, you just always fancy us to go straight back up. Mm. Um, but I suppose from a, from a selfish point of view, for you as well, you're probably thinking next season, League One, probably going to yeah. get a bit more of a chance. Yeah, you, you probably do. You probably don't think like that when you're a bit younger, though. You probably just just go along with it, whatever division yeah. you're in, you just try and get in the in the squad. Um, it was just a tough. It was just a tough couple of couple of months. Yeah. So how how was Phil in general? He was all right at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> He just went a bit, I don't know, I've got nothing against him. I, I quite liked him. So I spoke to him afterwards and I don't know if he remembers me, but like it was, he just went a bit weird towards the end. Yeah. He, he, was, he was all right at the beginning because we were flying. So it was one of them things. We're flying, so it's an easy job for him. But mm. when things got tough, he just went a bit weird. And I had some psychology guy that, I think he was meant to talk to us, but ended up just talking to the manager. It was 
it was peculiar. It was, and then, and then it got even weirder. It was just an odd season. Like, it was just honestly because we started off really well. I think we were yeah. top league at one point. Yeah, yeah. I think it was it. Was it like eleven games or something that we won on the bounce? Yeah, I think he got a good. He got a good team together. You know, we had Hume, we had Paul Coote. Jamie Proctor was doing really well at the time. We had a we had Neil Mellor before he got injured. Yeah. We had a we had a good team. And I think that's when like he's obviously been a top manager. He's been a he's managing the Premier the Champ. He's had some top top teams. But it just when it went when we lost a few games, like that's where you want your manager to maybe just pull the team in and look lads, you know, we know we know you're better than this. Yeah. Just relax and it will come good again. <laughs> Bit of a confidence base kind of thing. Yeah, maybe. That, that's the way I'd go. I was a man, but he went the other way. Just, I remember playing, I think we got beat to Charlton. I think it might have been Charlton. I think we might have got beat 5-0 away. And then, I might be wrong, it might have been after another game. But we ended up doing coming in the next day and doing the, the stadium run up and down the steps. Oh, shit. Yeah, I remember hearing about that. <laughs> Which, just... It, Look, if you're a fan, you might think, yeah, like, you know. Yeah, get him like, Yeah, yeah, get him, get him. They lost, do it. Yeah, yeah. As a player, it doesn't motivate you to yeah. make you think, what are you doing, your belt? Like, just <laughs> relax. Yeah. Have a goal after the game and then maybe go through the game on Monday, but don't harbour a grudge where the next day you think you're absolutely caning like, the players yeah these fuckers are going to make they're going to run up and down steps just makes you think what you're doing like yeah it seems, I mean that, he, the piece that he wrote for the website was about that pre-season up, uh, up in Scotland and he I mean if you've not read it I'll send you the link but he he seems well in, in it he says that it, it was like a really good thing and it, do you know what it was? It was all right. It was. I, I just, I mean, I've spoke to Mel's a little bit about it. Mel said it, it was, it was good. He said he enjoyed it. But yeah. I think talking to to someone like Mel's, who's been in the game, at, you know, he's he's been in the game and come out of it. Yeah. Um, but I think yeah, just to get a different perspective on it would would be would be interesting. Maybe I'm different. I got captured, so I think it was right. Yeah, stupid. But like, were you one of the ones that got that got nicked from your tent or something at stupid o'clock in the morning? I had to go out at two in the morning. I got captured. He's <laughs> shouting me in the back of a van. I'm like, mate, what, what are you talking about? He's like, oh, apparently before, and you're not going to give give away where your team is or something. I'm like, I've got a bag on my head. I'm thinking. <laughs> If they want to know where my team is, I'll tell them. I'll tell them. I'll give them map. I'll give them directions. <laughs> you got back on me? What are you doing? It was, um, it was huge. I liked it until I got caught and then I just thought, this is bizarre. Yeah, I need to go home. I do get it. I get it. I get it. It's team building and it was, it was an odd couple of days. Yeah. It was it probably, probably not the toughest. I think Alan Irvine's probably the toughest pre-season, but I think mentally it could have been the toughest I've had in for a few days of pre-season. It was just just different. It was, it was all right. Um, but when I got captured, I went, I went fucking happy about it. Yeah, that was it then. Um, yeah, so obviously Phil didn't last very long in in League One in the end. No. Um, when when he went and things started to sort of circulate, because obviously you were a fan as well, well, still are. Yeah. Were you, at the time, like, reading stuff online about who the next manager was going to be, or had you heard things within the club, or were you just thinking, I'm just going to get on my training? I, I was convinced it was going to be uh, Graham Alexander. <clears throat> oh, yeah, because Greza took over, didn't he? With yeah, him and, him and David Unsworth took over, didn't they? And I remember... We got a good result in the first game at yeah. MK. We was away at MK, that was it, yeah. I think we beat them and they were a good team, good yeah. team at the time. Um, and I can't remember the other results. I think, I think again, I had, I had him on the podcast quite early 
Um, but I think they were either he was either in charge for three or five games. And yeah. If it was three, they either won one, drew one, and lost one. Or if it was five, I think they won two, drew two, and lost one. I think, I, think it's like that. I think it's I think it's one two. I know we played maybe Carlisle, and de- we definitely played Wickham. I'm saying it was five games. Yeah. Anyway, he, I don't know why. Yeah, he either way, they did, they did yeah, it right. I thought you know he's a, he's a club legend. He knows what he's on about. He, you know, he, he he's done all his badges. Yeah. This 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 would be the right time. You know, fans will be buzzing with that. Yeah, yeah, perfect opportunity. But we went the other way, didn't we? <laughs> so when you're all expecting it to be Greza and Graham Wesley walks through the door, did you know anything about him at the time? Just heard from older players. So it's not like like kind of it was a few years ago now. So I didn't. I've only come through Preston, so I didn't know anyone outside Preston. Mm. So it was just from the older players saying, "Look, this is what he's done at Stevenage. Is um, he's different? <laughs> Obviously, telling us what he's been like." And I was thinking, "No, this isn't. He won't be like this." And he was. So <laughs> he's great. Um, how was that? How was that first meeting? Um. He weren't, he weren't that bad. You, he, 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 well, he come in and said, "This is what, this is what we do. This is how long we train for. That's it." And he was all right. You just, um, that's the way he trained. And to be fair to him, he took Stevenage from what a conference to League One. Yeah. And uh, when he was two, at League think, One, League Two, I think it was. Wasn't it? They just missed out on the playoffs. I think I can't remember. Was it? It's something like that. But he got um, yeah, he had the uh, he had the team doing well. So it was just it, it worked for them. But yeah. He took, like I said, I think you're taking players from the conference where maybe you can talk to them like that. You had Neil Mello who played with Steven Gerrard and played in the Champions League. Yeah. I don't think he's going to take too kindly to to this geezer. Yeah, the attitude is more important. Yeah, telling him how to finish and whatnot. Um, Great. Were you in the Were you in the medal winning meeting then? Yeah, I was in. I was in all meetings. It was. It was a. It was a long six months. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, Yeah, I think Mel's when I had Mel's on. He said, um, "He said I'll bring you a medal in if you want." And he was like, "Oh yeah, what's that? What have you won?" He's like, "Just, just the Champions League." (laughs) <laughs> that's what I mean now can you we had I think he said we had some guy called Marriott I think his second name was Marriott on, on Malm um, Alex Marriott Jack Marriott oh um, Alex Marrow Marrow that's it so to be fair I think he was I think he was a bit of a lunatic like but so I think we had a meeting and manager said to him I mean what would you prefer 500 games in the prep through your career or two league two medals there are 500 games in the Prem he's like see that's why we're different I'd rather have the medals like what no chance no chance (laughs) oh my days I appreciate my medals but I'd give up my two league two medals for 500 games yeah to have pretty much an entire career in the Prem yeah (laughs) Yeah. it was just it was just bizarre so, what what are you thinking then when you're getting all these texts at stupid o'clock at night? I remember like just being in bedroom and missus and she was like, who's that? Honestly, <laughs> and you're going, it's the manager. It's the manager. Well, what's he saying? Um, I like to be inspired by my players. Inspire me. What? It was just, it was odd. And like I said, you've gone from managers that have managed at the highest level yeah the last three managers have all been professional and, and done it yeah to getting messages like that where you think like getting signed off gw at the end you think this is, <laughs> I forgot about that as well this is this is bizarre uh but i got stitched up as well off um 
think it was honors at the time. Yeah. So to, to be fair, me, me and myself, I got on with him, he got on with me, but it was a weird relationship. And I think, that, I don't know, it was just odd. And uh, I got a text off, I didn't have the assistance number in my phone. Yeah. I didn't really talk to him. Like, yeah, Dino. Yeah. So long as he was a bit, bit, he was a bit of a loon as well, wasn't he? Yeah, he was, he was lunatic. It's quite funny, but yeah, I think um, Humi, Humi had a few stories about him. Yeah, and he just got this text. I wasn't happy with the way you trained today. Off uh, this random number, so I text back, who's this? He's like, oh, it's Dino. So I just lost my head. <laughs> Listen, Dino, like, go fuck yourself. Like, I'm not. I don't want to talk to you. Stop messaging me. Just lost my head. Ended up ringing the manager, going like your assistant's a fucking joke. Tell him not to fucking text me again. It's nine o'clock at night and he's not happy with the way I've trained. We fucking trained for about twelve hours. Like just fuck. Like lost my head. Fuming. So he's like, give me a minute. <laughs> so he's giving me a minute. He's come back to me. He's like, Dino's not text you. I was like, fucking hell. Is this his number? <laughs> he went, no, that's not even his number. Found out like next day, uh, it was Lonna's. And I've just run manager fucking kicking off at the assistant manager. Stitching <laughs> <laughs> up an absolute kipper. Oh man. Um, so, how was the pretend weightlifting? See, I, I, I watched that through the window. And I couldn't believe it. I was injured at the time. So, I was with physios, and it was just, they were like, that's doing weights. I was like, no, what, they've took all the weights outside? I like, no. <laughs> They're doing weights around a semicircle with no weights. I was like, what, press-ups? No. Pretend weights. <laughs> so like, when they've all come in, we had that. We had so many players at the time. And we had... Um, yeah, Kazila brought in... All, he brought in a few lads from Stevenage, didn't he? Uh, yeah. Scott Laird, John Massinho, uh, John Byron. My season before that, though. Oh, was it? But we had... Who did we bring in alone? I think it was Reese Murphy. Do you remember Reese Murphy? Yeah. Arsenal. Yeah. And apparently he got, he got in his face and started shouting at him because he said he was lifting the weights too easy. So we had to show it in his face. He had a grimace in his face because that's what happens when you do weights. <laughs> I was like, oh, this guy is unbelievable. That's just <laughs> mental. I don't know if you've seen it the last couple of days. It's been, I think, in the LEP written about his wrestling with Craig Morgan. When he was at Preston? Yeah, him and him and Craig Morgan were wrestling, apparently. It was Graham yeah. Weston's way of showing, getting the Craig Morgan to show something. I don't know what. I think he said, are you going to... This is what I've been told. So I, I don't know. I was there at the time, but I wasn't. I don't know if I was in the gym or not. Yeah. yeah. I think he's gone up to him and said, like, to Morgan, are you going to play for me? And Morgan just kept doing his weights. I think he was like doing it, whatever, holding some weights. Yeah. He's got in his face. So he put the weights down and he just picked up the manager, moved him, picked his weights back up and kept going. And then I think they just started wrestling from there. Like, Jesus, what? I seen him do it with, we had some guy from, some centre half. Uh, it wasn't Wayne Brown, it was another Brown. Oh, Aaron Brown. Aaron Brown, that was He's it. He's the lad that he played up front, I think. Was it? Yeah, he played him up front oh, in one I've game at home. I've seen them wrestling. <laughs> so, like, you were, like, getting into manager and then, not man obviously, Gaffer were getting into him and then he ended up just having a wrestle with him. Like a full-on wrestle. Yeah. <laughs> not, just, not like a little bit of tit for tat. No, not, like, tickling or anything. Like, full-on headlocks. <laughs> losing your head. I'm like, this is something else. This is unbelievable. Jesus, what? And it's got a manager wrestling with centre half. Yeah, it's, it's doesn't really make for a good dressing room, I would imagine. It's not. Wasn't the best. Like. <laughs> How? I know that you'd have left that summer, wouldn't you? Mm. Before he left. Yeah, yeah. Um, so how did that come about then? Because obviously, I think you've spoken about it before, haven't you? That he's he said something about you, you were kicking off at him or something like that saying that you wanted to go and play at a higher level yeah so he's, I don't I do remember reading that 
Why would I say that? Look, I, I love press and I still sport press. I've said that a number of times. Yeah. But it wasn't the club that I came through at and it wasn't the club that I thought this isn't this is this is pressed and this is and I just remember us arguing with each other. And which I just said, like, I don't think I can play for you. Like he was like, right. Well that's my answer, like I was like, well, I was like, right. So we sorted it from there. Yeah. Ever since I wanted to play at an A level. Like I said, I was playing for what I thought was at the time was the biggest club in League One. Um prior to him coming in. Hmm? Prior to him coming in. Yeah, of course, yeah. It was it was massive and the way the like the way it was run and everything like that. I mean, don't get me wrong, it was still run well. But the pitch went to, to shit because we're training on it every day. But I don't oh, was get, it every day? Yeah, we end up training it. Maybe maybe every other day. Pitch went to shit, and, I'm, and I just thought, "What's going on? We got we got Springfields. It's a good training ground. What's going on?" Yeah, I remember coming into Deepdale for some games and just looking at the pitch and just thinking, like, you you, you could pick that up, and no disrespect to like lower league teams, but you could pick that up and put that in non-league league two yeah. grounds, and it wouldn't look out of place. No, it was just wasn't the club that I. Not supported, I still support the club, but it wasn't the club that I knew it was. Yeah, when you came previous. Yeah, and look in hindsight, I wish I stuck it out just because he was never going to last. Yeah. He was never going to last, but the six months was hard enough. But I, like I said, I didn't want to move. I just bought a house. I was 21, I just bought a house. Yeah. In, in Leyland. Um, I thought, like, you know, this is a club that at some point is going to get promoted from League One. Yeah. I just couldn't see it under him. But like I said, I was a young lad at the time and you don't think, can I stick it out for, for what, eight months? Yeah, I'm uh, did, did you still have um, a year left on your contract as well? Yeah, I think I had a year left, yeah. Um, but like I said, it was... It was an it was a horrible decision. Yeah, you don't want to leave, but then you've got a geezer that's just making it hell. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if it got worse. I don't. It's it's. I get it because you're coming from Stevenage to Preston, which no disrespect to Stevenage, but it's another level. It's, yeah, wise it's another level. So I get why they came from Stevenage to Preston, but. If they hadn't, if that was their only offer, it, it surprised me that they went back and played for him. Um, he was yeah. Out. I, I mean, I had um, I recorded with Scott Laird recently, and I asked him that, and he said, "Well, he said it was more just, uh, you know, I, he said I got on well with Graham. Um, I don't think he said that it was necessarily that he believed that he could do what he did at Stevenage at North End, but he said, I think it was like the combined fact that he got on well with Graham at Stevenage mm. and the fact that it was Preston North End Football Club. Yeah, of course. That's what I mean. I don't, <coughs> you, can, I don't think you can turn it down um, yeah. a club like that, but I just didn't see him. I think they, they, they got rid of him at the right time and brought in, a, and brought in not a proper manager because look, he did well at Stevenage, but a manager that I think suited Preston and yeah. you always believed that he was going to take him up. Um, yeah, yeah. I, think, I think with Simon it was just a matter of time, wasn't it? As opposed yeah, to... Yeah, of course. Of course. It's a, it, for me, he turned it back into the club that I thought it should be and, and yeah. the, way it looked, the way it looked from the outside Yeah. instead of being a bit of a laughing stock because that's what I thought it became... Yeah, the, I had one moment that I think I must have been like 19 or 20, and, or maybe no, maybe a bit older, but anyway, um, and it stuck with me. I remember going on to the Daily Mail sport page, and we were like, not maybe not the headline story, but one of like the main stories, and I just remember feeling like proper embarrassed because of the story. I think yeah. it was it was when. Um, I think it was when all them texts leaked. Yeah. Um, and I just remember thinking like, fucking hell, this is what we've come to. 
That's what a football club. You, you, like I said, you go back to when I was 17, 18, 19 with Alan Irvine. Yeah. It was on the outside, it was a proper club. You used to go to home and away. You used to smash teams. Yeah. And then it was becoming a bit of a laughing start with all the messages. And then we're getting beat to, no disrespect, but to, to average League One clubs. It just became the club that, I don't know, club, a bit of a laughing stock. That's yeah, what yeah, I, mean. yeah. I think Simon Grayson did such a good job to turn it around so quickly. Yeah, because it was within a season that we were back in the playoffs. Yeah, we're pretty much the same players as well. So yeah. he did do an unbelievable job. Um, so, yeah, obviously you've said to, to Graham that you don't want to be there or words. Yeah, no, I just said to him, look, what's going on? Honestly, it's what's me about pre-season, about coming back and the stuff that we're talking about. He was like, camping out at Springfield. That was one of them. So <laughs> wanted to do a... Honestly, I'm not waking up. Like a B-Tech Marines. It was like, yeah, it was like a 24-hour session. So you might do like a couple of hours of pre-season, then you're going to... I don't think they did it, thank God, but they're going to camp out. Then he might wake them up at two in the morning and they might do another hour session, maybe running around Springfield. I was just like... Because in my head, I thought, get through this six months, it won't be like this next season. He won't yeah. be. He's doing it to find out players that he wants to keep or and he was just an absolute lunatic so when we were talking I just said look I, said, I thought it was a conversation I was like I don't know if I can play for you like you, you're a bit you said right so I ended up that was so he's, he's taken that more of a, as a statement then yeah yeah so it was what it was but like I said I wish I stuck it out just, just for the fact that it was never going to last, but yeah. But then again, them eight months would have been hell. The From the Finney podcast is brought to you in partnership with our title sponsor, Lanx Live. Lanx Live is the most popular news source in the county and is run entirely by a local team who all care dearly about the areas in which they live. On to matters football, specifically Preston North End, and George Hodgson is their man at Deepdale. He's a North End fan, and he asks the questions that the fans want answered. The best thing about Lanks Live is that the news is all free to read, and the best way to keep on top of it all is by downloading the app or signing up to the newsletter. Head on over to lanks.live and sign up today. To stay up to date with all the latest news coming from Deepdale, follow their dedicated Twitter account, at Live. And now, back to the podcast. I seem to remember you being linked with a move to Blackpool. Was there anything in uh, that? Yeah, or? yeah. So before it was before Wednesday, it was Blackpool. But was yeah. that was that just because you're a North End fan, you couldn't bring yourself to go there? No, I just, I, yeah, I, I was so young at the time. I think when you get older, you think it becomes less of an issue, doesn't it? Yeah, because you think, what are you talking about? It's, it's a football club. It's your job. You, yeah. It's a look as much as I am a person supporter at the time. They were doing well. But I was just like, oh, I can't, I can't, I can't. So, you know, when, once Wednesday come up, it was, a, it was an easy choice. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of them, isn't it? Like, when, when you're younger and you're with your mates, and I, I used to hate United when I was a kid because yeah. all my mates supported them, but they'd never go. They'd always watch them on TV. Yeah. And I remember, like, when I was younger, I'd have conversations with my mates and they were like, if you were playing for North End and Manchester United came in for you, you'd sign for Man United. And I would mean, always be like, no, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. I can't stand it. No, I'm not. No, I'm never signing for Blackpool. I can never play for Blackpool. Or Burnley. What are you on about? Yeah. But then, like you say, you, you get older and it's like, it's yeah. just it's a job, isn't it? It's a job, yeah. That's what it is in the end. That's what it is. Because I can't imagine it would have been an easy yeah. decision for, well, I say that. Grazo moving to, to Burnley, but then I suppose you look at it, like you say, you strip, strip it back. You look at it, it's 20, 25 minutes down the road. Yeah, it's, well, it's not like he asked to leave either. It was no, you yeah. all that a bid had come in and that they accepted it. So why would you say no? It would be stupid. But yeah. 
yeah it is a job in the end and <clears throat> i think i think you forget that sometimes mm. um have you ever had the opportunity to come back uh not i think i got linked last to be fair i, I did all right last season i got linked last season and like I said, I've got a good manager. With, I've got a good relationship with yeah. Ryan Lowe. So I, just, I was like, look, if Preston come in, I'm, I'm going. Like any club, any club, if they come in, I'm going, I'm, I'll go as kit man. I said, I'm like, <laughs> so, you know, oh. I'm going like, take a pay cut, I'm off. Was he, a, I, I assume he took that in. Yeah, he, he knows, he knows that I was a supporter. He knows yeah. that I, I'd do anything to go back. So he took it well. He used to say to me, You're not going, but look, if, if you ever had the chance, I think you'd be understandable. Yeah. Do you think you'd do you think you'd be able to fit in at the minute? At North End if it was to happen? Say say last summer North End had come in for you. Do you would 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 you have backed yourself to get in? Well, as Kitman, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I'd have myself as Kitman. Yeah. Listen, I'm pretty I'm I'm pretty happy just sitting there. I'd sit there and just watch Preston. Yeah. I'd be one clapping outside, like, <laughs> singing from bench. <laughs> Danny, you coming on? No, I'm not. I'm, just, I'm all right. right cheers, lads. I'm all right here. Get me a pie. I'm all right here. <laughs> so, what, what are your plans then for? I mean, you know, we're near retiring yet, but um, I feel like after football, I know a lot of players. Mel's has gone into like the media side of things. Yeah, Sedgy's doing his his wills and all yeah, that sort yeah. of stuff. Where where do you see sort of like your your life after football? Have you got anything in the in the any uh, irons in the fire, so to speak? Not at the minute. I think um, I think on the last podcast I said I want to do something along the lines of like financial advising, but. Uh, look, that's still my plan. I want to. That's what I want to study over the next couple of years. But I think I'd like to do it specifically for football. Yeah. Players. So that I was at Berry with Daniel like Nardiello, who's at, he does it and he does it at St James's Place, and he came into Berry. And I think that needs to be done a lot more. Yeah. Probably, I think it's more down the lower levels, but I think it's a big thing that needs to be done in in football because. As I said earlier, kids are stupid nowadays. Yeah. I mean, like again, I feel like I'm saying the same stuff over and over, but what they think is important nowadays, nothing. I mean, paying trainers or, do you know what I mean, putting money away. Mm. I reckon if you spoke to most kids nowadays who are on, I don't know, say, say 500 quid a week at, a, a decent club, 500 quid a week, whatever. Yeah. They've got Laboutons and, and Yeezys that cost 500, 750, whatever. But if you look at the savings, they've got 100 quid from birthday money or something like that. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. And yeah. I think it is, like I said, to be fair, we, I, I don't really remember anyone coming in and talking to us about it. I think it took, said you, said you, brought someone in for me yeah, and I end up going along with them and, and that's why I put my money now but it's not not done enough in football mm. and that's why when you get to lads get to like 35 and they've got a mortgage nothing behind them and, and nowhere to turn that's why they struggle and I think yeah think something needs to be done. I think it can be done at a younger age, even if they start doing it in the youth team. Even if they make it mandatory. Just like it's not I'm not saying put into um anything risky. Just just a nicer. Yeah, yeah. Just save some money. Hundred quid a month from when they're what, sixteen. They're not gonna yeah. miss it. But once you get to twenty five it starts adding up and you know they don't you don't realise it. As soon as you start putting it away as well, you don't even notice it going. Nah. So it's just the way it's gone now. Mm. Uh, Do you think social media has had a big influence in that as well? Yeah, yeah I hate social media. Yeah, I was going to say, you're not on anything, are you? don't have Twitter, don't have Instagram, I have Facebook. I've got Facebook for my family, really. It's not really yeah. for, for any other reason. I don't, I don't post about football that much because it's, it's not a big thing for me. It's... 
my, most of most of my Facebook's just just me and my family and yeah. and whatnot. But now I hate social media. I find it it just makes it makes me cringe. Honestly, like Joe, when I'm sat next to my missus going through it, and everyone yeah. looks like they've got this ridiculous life, and I'm just like, it makes me it just goes through me. I yeah. just find it. And everyone starts looking the same and. Yeah, wearing the same I'm stuff, I'm putting the same makeup on. Yeah, and then you've got kids. Like I said, I think it's a big detriment. Young lad to I think I read one about a young lad who was at South End, a young goalkeeper who went on and kept reading messages about him about himself, about himself, and and retiring at like twenty five. Jesus, just through like, just couldn't couldn't take it through mentality. Couldn't take getting abused off. Kev, who's a fat fuck who doesn't know <laughs> about football but can abuse this young 22-year-old. Yeah. Goes down the pub every week and gets hammered. Yeah. Look, at that. don't get me wrong, my mates, my mates are the same, they pepper. Yeah, we all know people like that, don't we? Pepper, best players in the world, but it's just, I just it's not for me. <laughs> um, so, just a few questions then before we finish. Yep. What was your best moment from your time at North End? Um... First team wise, um, let's have both. Okay, youth team. We we won a trophy. I think we won the Lancashire Cup. Yeah. In my second year, so like I said, that's just your mates. So we end up winning that at Deepdale, beat Burnley. Can't get much better. Winner. Like uh, I said, you playing footy with your mates. You go in and every day. Oh, just, <laughs> win a trophy at the ground of the team you support whilst playing for him, beating on. your local rivals. Can't really get much better, can it? And then first team. Everyone's going to say debut, but I think it's my first goal. Yeah. Um, I assume you you remember it like it was yesterday. Yeah, I think no, I don't actually. I think it was Charlton. (laughs) No, okay, but not my first goal. I scored against Tranmere, um, and I made it. I think I made it two one. Yeah. And a couple of lads from school ran on the pitch. <laughs> so I celebrated with them. I mean, they got escorted out after afterwards, right? but I just remember seeing them coming towards me. So that was a great moment. I just got to score, make it 2-1. And then oh, got, right with you, mate. got these two geezers running on the pitch. You're brilliant. <laughs> um, who was the best player that you played with at North End? Kenna. Bye. By far, to be fair, I think if you ask a lot of lads that play for Preston at the time, they would say the same. I think Sedgy says he's the best that he's played with. Yeah, he, he was. He was up there. If you could go back and give yourself some advice from when you were at North End, what would it be? It would either be just be more confident when I was younger, seventeen. Um, I think I remember reading that quite a bit about you actually when you first came through. I think it was said quite a bit in the press that you were quite yeah. shy. And oh, I was really shy. Really, honestly, I can't blame how shy I was, especially with my mates. Obviously, with yeah. mates, you're outgoing, but I just couldn't pluck up the courage to to talk to them. Because I used to think, what, what do they want me to talk to me about? I'm a young lad, and I just couldn't pluck up the courage. I think if I go back, just keep telling myself that the only humans only yeah you go and talk to them what they're going to do back you that's just funny it's just uh, normal so that's what it is yeah but like like i said i just couldn't get my head around it yeah I literally used to run in grab his boots run out <laughs> but i think the only time i really talked to him was when he was giving me a tip at christmas i was oh thanks chris <laughs> and then like go home and text all your mates yeah i'm buzzing give me a good <laughs> like you know flying so Good I, Christmas here, lads. Yeah, come on. <laughs> um, so I know we've covered quite a bit, but have you got any more stories that stick with you from your time at North End? Um, Good memories, bad memories, funny memories? All my memories, honestly, I think because I was so young, it's, it's tough to remember. Yeah. All my memories are just a Graham Wesley. Just, just, he just ruined all my memories before it because yeah. these are that good. Just all my memories are that good of GW. That is, <laughs> it's just hard to remember. I mean, I remember having a massive argument with him in front of all the lads. So he, uh, 
I don't know what he texts, but we were driving, and so I always put my phone there. Yeah, in between your legs. Yeah, not anymore because obviously not. Yeah. At the time, and I've I've picked it up and I've read it, and it was nuts. I don't know what it was, but no, that was it. You're gonna eat faces. That was it. That's what he used to say to lads. You're gonna eat faces. It was weird. The hell does that even mean? I don't know. (laughs) And. I remember picking it up and I put it down before I'm not texting back to that. So I chucked it on the seat next to me. Yeah. And just not text back, thinking it's not a big deal. Anyway, it came for me in front of the lads. And I just couldn't keep my mouth shut. He was just going, Do you know what you are? You're a sloppy twat. That's what you are. <laughs> You're a sloppy twat. Word. And I was like, What are you on about? He's like, I was like, Oh, I just forgot. He was like, No, say sorry. But like it was so demeaning, like in front of lads. Yeah. I was like, no, I'm not apologising. I'm not apologising. Oh, fuck off! Not anyway. We had it out, and then next day's text again. So the the assistant spoke to me, not the assistant. John Dre spoke to me. Yeah. Like, if you're gonna, if you if you don't want to text him back, because he didn't always agree with uh, what he did. Yeah. So he just come up to me and was like, Dan, look. He says anything, whatever the text is, just put, yeah, okay, whatever, just put, okay, just do something. So he sent me this massive message, and I just put, okay. <laughs> Thought, I'll keep him happy. And then he texts me back saying, oh, Jesus, I got a, I got a message from Danny Mayer. You know, um, you might love me after all. I don't, I don't know why, probably because you're young and you're a cocky little, you think you know it all. Yeah, so yeah. I, text him back, I text him back saying, I might do, but don't hold your breath. <laughs> and then it just went into the, like carnage and we were just abusing each other by text. <laughs> I'm like a 21-year-old guy just abusing the manager. He's abusing me. I won't mind, but we had a game that night. And yeah, yeah, I had a game that night. It was just... Bizarre. Yeah, it was just it was a great couple of months. Now that I look back on it, now that I look back on it it's brilliant. Good stories. From oh, yeah, at least you've gotten to, to look back on and laugh at, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. I can tell, uh, my, tell my mates that I'll never, no one will ever have anyone like him again. No, no, especially not now that he's out of a game, out no. of the game. So yeah, I can't, I can't see where he's going to get back in. I'd, I'd, I'd be surprised. Um, I think there was, I think it was this season. There was um, a video doing the rounds on Twitter. He'd done an interview with like Stevenage. TV or something like that, whatever it was, the club channel. And he was just like, it was along the lines of the, I don't know if you remember him coming out and saying, well, that's a winning draw, one game, after one game for us. It was along the lines of that. But he's going on about like the, the times that the lads eat the meals at, at night. I'm just thinking, what the hell are you talking about? He's just, I, do you know what? I don't know if he does it for effect anymore. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Because surely every club has got to know what Graham Wesley is like as a manager now. I spoke to someone at Peterborough after after he left Preston. So he went he went somewhere else and ended up at Peterborough somehow. And I remember saying to him, like, well, I was like, what's he like? He's like, it's not that bad, he's mellowed. So I thought, oh, so now I think he does it for effect, me. I think he does yeah. it to be, to be that guy that everyone talks about in football. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Instead of just going about his job, maybe that's maybe that's what he wants. He just wants a bit of everyone thinks he's a bit of a lunatic. But bit of attention. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Last one then. If you could put a five-side team together from players that you've played with at North End, who would be in it? Um, Paul Coots could do everything. Pass it, run with ball. He was he was unbelievable, and I th- I think he would have played for Jeffrey at Prem if he didn't break his. If break break his leg. Leg. Yeah, if he didn't break his leg this season before. Yeah. Um, Lonna's in that. Yeah. I think very underrated at Preston. He was unbelievable. Um, yeah, his, his nickname from Preston stuck with him anyway. Parky still calls him Flappigan now. Yeah, he does, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was unbelievable as well. He just gets belted. Yeah. Um, Humi, Humi will probably be in there. He was, he was unbelievable player to be fair. Like pre-season couldn't run, 
but then you get him on a pitch. Never stop. Never stopped. Yeah. Last one, probably Keith Tra- Keith Tracy. Yeah. You got yeah. one more after that as well. I've got one more. That's only four. Cootsie, Lonners, Humey, Keith Tracy. Kinda. Kinda. Can't leave him out now that I've said he's the best player I've ever played. <laughs> Don't worry, make sense that. It's not a bad team to be fair. Good not team. Bad team. Yeah, no, unless you've got anything else you want to say, mate, then we can we can end no, it there. Hello, mate. No, I've enjoyed this. Top um, man.